Nerd Talk. Dork Talk. Real Talk. The coolest podcast ever. The Kenny Ho Show. It's showtime. It's old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show. And it is the second episode of the week. That's right, I'm a man of my word. Well, in this particular case anyway. Please do not cite the countless things I've said that I would do over the years. And you've never heard about it ever again. It's because I'm too smart. It's because I'm too creative. I thought we went over this the other day. I can't commit to any one idea when I can have a million. I want to be like, it's kind of like women. There's so many of them. I can't commit to just one. It's not true. If I got to date a girl like Ramona Flowers, I would 100% no doubt commit to her. Even if the good Lord himself decided, you know what, let's mess with old Kenny a bit. Let's test his mettle. I'm going to give him Ramona Flowers and Cutter Girl. Let's see how he does. But I think he would be surprised. I think he would be proud of me. Because I would kick Cutter Girl to the curb so hard... I mean, you had your chance. We could have cut ourselves together. Now, you're just going to have to do that in the black of night, all alone in your room, or probably with some other guy. Because face is still pretty attractive. But still, I doubt he's going to be willing to cut himself to get with you because, you, you know, you're into white guys, pretty white guys. They can get a girl like you dime a dozen. They ain't going to go that extra mile and start cutting themselves. You ruined a good thing for yourself. But you know what? While we're at it, I didn't really want to cut myself. I'm not as messed up as you. In fact, razors scare me. The sheer thought of taking a razor blade and even putting it to my face to shave doesn't work for me. Case in point, my electric shaver. Sure, Cutter Girl, I would have done it for you. But just know, it would have been all lies. I would have been a phony. I would have faked the joy I got from cutting myself. The tears wouldn't have been from... You know, some sort of cathartic release. It would have been from sheer pain of cutting myself, mutilating my body. I think there's something wrong with you. You're really messed up. And that's coming from me. You got like 3,000 feet of rope. And yet you found something that's even too disturbing for old Kenny. I legit don't remember what we were talking about. Something about keeping my word or something? It doesn't matter. Let's move on. You might hear this tonight. You might. But you might also win the lottery tonight, so don't hold your breath. But I am recording on October 13th, a Friday. Friday the 13th. A day that used to scare the hell out of me as a kid. Maybe because my parents didn't do a really good job in keeping me away from the Jason movies. I watched all of the Friday the 13th movies as a boy. And I'm talking like when I was like five Six years old, maybe. So every time the actual Friday the 13th came around, I would try to play sick. I would try to miss school. I think they caught on after a while. First couple years, like, oh, yeah, fine, yeah. Mm, You do feel a little warm. It's totally a placebo effect because I didn't even do anything. You know, you hear about people putting, like, 
warm warm water on a towel or something sticking it to their head until their mom shows i didn't do any of that i was a fat boy too lazy to do any of that i just told her and i'm like you gotta take my word for it i'm an honest kid i got this fever i'm running this fever oh i'm in such agony i gotta be a responsible citizen here i can't get the other kids sick come on ma what do you say let me take the day off she's like mm, yeah i guess so and all these years later i can't say that i've 100 percent shaken it all off like full moons and Friday the 13th. I prefer not to be outside. I remember the last time there was a full moon. I was like, huh, I don't like the look of that moon. I better not go to the gym. But to be fair, there have been times where I've legitimately been like, huh, I don't like the breeze that's out. I better not go to the gym. It does not take much to sway me from the gym is what I'm trying to get at. I know, I guess I'm kind of superstitious. Not super superstitious. Like, you'll see sports players. Those guys are super superstitious. You know, like in baseball, they won't step, like the pitchers won't step on the lines. Hockey players, they'll wear the same uniform if they're on a hot streak or whatnot. Me, definitely not to that extent. But on days like today, on Friday the 13th, I'm definitely a little bit cautious like, I'm superstitious enough where I'm not going to go camping on Friday the 13th. So if you're wondering, hey, Kenny, what are you up to for the weekend? Not camping. Not outdoors. Not in a cabin. I'm not even going to leave home. I'm going to stay at home and do the Kenny Ho show. Let's say I had leaf tickets. And if you know anything about the Leafs, you know those tickets are extremely expensive and hard to come by. But if somehow if I got a hold of these tickets, maybe because someone else had the foresight to be like, I ain't going to the game on Friday the 13th. Let some other sucker buy these tickets and, you know, surprise, surprise, I'm that sucker. And I bought these tickets. I would just let them go to waste. I wouldn't even try to flip them. I wouldn't try to give it to anybody because I'd have to leave my home. Do you know why I would pass on these Leaf tickets? Because it's a hockey game. Hockey masks are perfectly acceptable at a Leafs game. Jason would fit right in at a Leafs game. You know, I don't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, I'm just being superstitious. I take in the game. I'm having a good time. I'll let my guard down for a second. And now, whoop, axe right in my back. Remember, I'm too smart for that. That's not going to happen. And even though historically in my life, you know, I've dodged a bunch of Friday the 13th as, uh, as we just talked about. And even when I haven't, when, even when I've had to show up to work and stuff, I don't recall anything that stands out to me on, that's ever happened to me on Friday the 13th. But you know what? Old Kenny's not just too smart. Old Kenny's also extremely wise. That's right. I've gained some wisdom throughout my years on, on this wretched planet. You know, I've lived long enough to know that just because something hasn't happened to you yet doesn't mean it's never going to happen to you. Well, good things that haven't happened yet probably won't happen to you. You know what? I've never gone on a date with a 10 out of 10. According to old Kenny's advice, it's bound to happen, right? No, nah, it's probably not going to happen. You somehow, you know, come into a lot of money, like if you could become a millionaire. Sure, 10 out of 10s physically, but inside, morally, they're corrupt. They're like 2 out of 10 on the inside. But then again, who really cares about the inside? Hillary Duff seems like she'd be a pain in the ass at this point, but I would still hook up with her. But shy of that, if you take your normal trajectory through life, good things that haven't happened to you probably won't happen to you. I mean, you shouldn't think about things like this because... If you do, you might wake up one morning and be like, what the hell's the point? Block it out. Have a few laughs here and then forget about this. But as I was saying, good shit, probably not going to happen. But the bad shit, bad shit that hasn't happened already. I wouldn't just 
be open to the idea or accept the idea that is probably going to happen, you should be sitting there at home, in your car, wherever you're listening to this thing, and fully expect for it to happen and prep for it. Like, no lie, sometimes when I'm playing video games, I play sitting on the floor. So sometimes when I need to get up, instead of using my legs, I legitimately turn to the chair that's next to me and hoist myself up using just my arms. Or at least what I think is just my arms. I'm sure my legs kick in. I'm quite a hefty fella, and I don't work out very much. I don't think my arms can hoist all this fat up by itself, but I'm trying to because just because I have full function of my legs today doesn't mean it's always going to be the case. Just because I haven't lost the use of my legs yet doesn't mean it won't happen. I've only driven a handful of times, so it's a toss-up at this point. I I could turn out to be a good driver, but I know myself. I know deep down, I know that it's probably not going to be the case. Even if I get my license, I'll be a shitty driver. Bare minimum, I won't have any confidence. And an accident or two is definitely in my horizon. So I have to prep for the day where I get into a horrible car crash and lose both my legs or at least function of both my legs, even on a short-term basis. See, ah, really smart. But with that being said, time is finite. There are literally a million different outcomes, a million different things that can happen to you any moment of any given day. You can't possibly prepare for everything. Just think about it. Let's say you walk down the street for lunch. You walk down through the same street every single day, but you're not always going to run into the same people, the same birds, the same traffic, the same planes in the sky. There are so many moving parts and pieces that you can't possibly prepare for everything. So let's be smart, like me, eh? and prepare for things that are likely. Like again, if you're preparing for a date with a 10 out of 10, that is not a good use of your time. It's not likely to happen. I understand I'm projecting right now. I'm talking about me actually, but saying you. But we've talked about this before. I just got to find ways. We all got to find ways to not want to jump a bridge. This is part of the strategy, so you'll have to excuse me. But let's get back on point. I've been looking into Kevlar vests recently because I live in a rough neighborhood. Stray bullets are a thing. So I've prepared for it. I know that if I'm wearing a vest, so long as that stray bullet comes from in front of me, so let's say it comes from the door that's in front of me and hits me somewhere along my torso, I'm good. I win that round. But then again, if it comes from the window that's behind me, or even if it comes from the front and hits me in any place other than my torso, like my head, especially my head, then I'm done. But if it does hit me from behind, shatters my spine and leaves me a quadriplegic or paraplegic, whichever, the one, you know, where I lose function of my legs, I've already got that covered as well. Remember when I told you I've been hoisting myself up just with my arms? See? Ah, too smart. But I really do hope that day never comes. Because let's face it, I'm not an inspiring person. I've not done well with the challenges that have been thrown my way, the setbacks in life. I have not done very good in overcoming them, allowing these things to make me a better person. Like, you think I'm bitter and miserable now? Yeah, just just put me in a wheelchair. You're going to see... One hell of a piece of work. You've never seen a poutier person in your whole entire life. And one of the things that keeps me from being super pouty right now is Netflix. Granted, I don't use it a whole ton, but when I do, 
I usually feel really good about it afterwards because I would have watched something that's really satisfying, whether that's funny or action-packed or something that just touched me in a nice way, in a way that I would like to be touched. So not in the ways that girls I've gone out with have been touched by old Kenny at all, really. Not on the hand, not on the on their shirt. Not even down to have share plates, just individual meals. Can't even uh, accidentally cross-contaminate. Well, if you excuse me, I'm just going to not cut myself because that, that scares me. I'll make it through. I'll just tell a joke and make myself feel better, huh? It's a stupid kind of girl. But anyway, what I was trying to get at is, do you watch Netflix? Do you have Netflix? If you do, then you know what I'm talking about. Those emails. Those, I think you'd like this show or movie or whatever. Emails. Now, whoever they hired, I'm going to assume that it's a, you know, a guy who you know, came up with a program and not a guy who's actually sitting there sending individual emails out. Because there must be millions of Netflix users out there. And if your job is to send emails to even 1% of the clientele, that's a rough eight-hour day. That's one of those jobs that you're like, I don't think I could go back. I, I, I'm just going to kill myself. I mean, if you or anyone you know is in that position, just quit the damn job. It's going to be all right. Like, so let's not be so dramatic here. But there's no way that's the job. Because you know how big that department would have to be? Like, six floors over at the Netflix building would be just this one department. This one job. Everybody there would just be doing this one job. There's no way. The way things are going now, there's no way people are paying for labor. I've got a bone to pick with these selfish, greedy J-brones. But you know what? I'll either save that for a different episode or maybe I'll do a blog or something because Lord knows I haven't written one of those in like a month and a half. One of the things I said I was going to do but didn't follow through with. I can live with it. I sleep real well at night. Well, I mean, other than the horrific anxiety that wakes me in the middle of the night. Other than that, I sleep real well. When that's not a thing, I sleep real well. But as I was saying, that clearly can't be the job. It must be a program. It has to be a computer program. But could you imagine if that was the job? Imagine if that was your job. Now, how would you play it? Would you you know, do it legitimately? Would you look at the stats, look at the person, look at the individual, and look at their history and be like, you know what, I think this would make your day? Or would you be corrupt about it? Would you just pick movies and send them out to people? You know what I would do. Eight hour day, you want me to send out like 8,000 emails? You bet your ass I'm gonna send random movies to random people. And if you're gonna demand that much from me and only pay me 15 bucks an hour, you bet your ass I'm gonna have some fun at the expense of the customer. You bet your ass I'm gonna be racist and sexist about which movies I send to which person. John Smith. That's a white guy if there ever was one. I think you'd like Pride and Prejudice. Jennifer Smith, woman, assuming she's white, try Pride and Prejudice. At the end of the day, Pride and Prejudice would have gotten so much play. Actually, which makes me think there's definitely an illegal business to be had here. There's, some, there's definitely an opportunity to make some illicit money here. 
if this were actually my job, I would start taking bribes. I would start reaching out to production companies and be like, all right, what movie do you want me to get out there? And I wouldn't care what it was. Like, I hate Sucker Punch. If you listen back, I think it was a Real Talk episode. I don't even think it was Kenny Hosho at that point. I reviewed Sucker Punch. I hate Sucker Punch. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's one of the biggest pieces of shit ever created. Looks beautiful, but there's nothing to it. It's a real Kim Kardashian, if you will. Huh? Yeah? Kenny made a funny? Hmm? I hate Sucker Punch, but for 5Gs, I would suggest it to everybody I'm responsible for suggesting shit to. Don't care about their background, don't care about their race or creed or age or income or lifestyle or whatever. I don't give a crap about any of it. Jean the III, Harvard-educated, industrialist, oil tycoon. You might like Sucker Punch. As I said, clearly it's a program. Clearly it's some sort of algorithm or something. Clearly it's Skynet, the early forms. I don't even know how early it is at this point. Programs that learn about human behavior... That sounds like the third or fourth out of five stages of Skynet to me. I must both commend the programmer and also at the same time condemn Netflix for hiring this yutz all in the same sentence. Like, don't get me wrong. Good on you, programmer. You pulled a fast one. You pulled the wool over the eyes of one of the biggest players in the game right now. Kudos. But on the other hand, come on, Netflix. Get your shit together. Cut your losses. Get a better programmer, buy a new program, because right now, your suggestions are hitting slightly better than than my success rate with girls. Because right now, we're looking at a 97% fail rate. Your program is about as competent as me doing that job. And at least I'm corrupt. I'm not trying to be competent. Like, I feel very strongly at this point in the game, that this program simply just takes wild guesses. It's like, he watched a movie. My guess is he would enjoy it if he watched another movie. Well, that's the most vague and general statement I've heard all day. As I said, I don't exactly work with the the great intellects of the world. There's a lot of vague, vapid, unsupported statements that I hear on a regular basis. And this one for today takes the cake. Come on, man. Movies are like women. Some of them, they give you a reason to live. Others make you want to throw up. Am I right? You've been there. You know what I'm talking about. You can't just be like, well, he liked the critically acclaimed Batman Dark Knight. It is an action movie. He'll definitely love Battleship. Christ, man. You're not even trying at this point. You can't just be like, he likes females. He loves Ramona Flowers. So he must love this other female, Roseanne Barr. <coughs> Excuse me as I yak. And you know, I've been watching a lot of comedies on Netflix as of late. So you know what Skynet does, of course. Like, man, you've watched a great comedy. You seem to love comedies. You'll love Chelsea. Come on, man. Suddenly, I'm not so afraid of machines taking over because this is one incompetent machine. I love comedies. What does Chelsea have to do with comedy? 
making that connection is way more far-fetched than being like, well, Batman, all right, so here's Battleship. That is worse than comparing two females. Like, like at least Roseanne Barr is technically a female. With this example, you aren't even in the same category anymore. Since when the hell did Chelsea Handler become a comedian? I know very little about her, but doesn't she just have, like, the worst interview show ever? And any laughs on that show come from the applause sign or the guest that's on the show? You're not even trying anymore, Netflix robot. But you know what? As I said, there's usually a silver lining to everything. Everything happens for a reason. Like, if I were a successful actor, I wouldn't know what depression and hopelessness felt like. Like, come on, you gotta experience it all in life, right? And someday I'm sure I'll experience happiness. Again, don't dwell on things like this. Let's keep going. But the silver lining here is, you know what? Netflix is a huge player, yet they use this horrible, horrible program. So maybe the president of Netflix at some point in his career switches over to Apple, takes over iTunes, and starts to implement the same system. Because it's going to be great. It's then, at some point, somebody who's listened to, let's say, Norm MacDonald, one of the greatest comics of all time, a couple days later, they receive an email saying that they should listen to the old Kenny Ho show. Because, you like comedy, what? Same thing, right? I really didn't want to hold it against Netflix. I mean, nobody's perfect. Nothing is perfect. I mean... Look at Tiffany Alvord. She's pretty close to being perfect. Looks-wise, personality-wise, talent-wise. But then you realize, she hate me. And come on, I am the most lovable podcaster in the history of podcasts. Who can hate me? Don't anybody send me anything saying, yeah, I do. I don't need it. I'm a fragile person. I can't take it. But yeah, if Tiffany Alvord's got some flaws, clearly everybody is susceptible to having some blind spots. But think about your experience with Netflix. Time in and time out. These emails aren't even close. It's like, well, Kenny, you love good comedy. You might like Brad Paisley comedy rodeo. What the hell is that? Since when did Brad Paisley get into the comedy game? Isn't he like a huge international country superstar? Like, what the hell is he joking about? How much money he has? All the sexy country girls he's banged in, like, the last 48 hours alone? I get to live my dream every day of my life. Where's the punchline? Well, I could have bought a Maserati yesterday, but I settled for a Porsche. I know, I know, I'm so cheap. I get the hell off stage, Paisley! And then the final nail in the coffin came in my email box the other day, a couple days ago, actually. You might like some random girl I've never even heard about doing stand-up. No, Skynet, I would definitely not like this. I mean, don't get me wrong, I waste a lot of time. I waste a lot of my life. I mean, I consider myself a GTA Online master, a Warframe whiz, and I literally watched all three Taken movies on Thanksgiving the other day, but trying to get my laughs from a pretty girl doing stand-up is where I draw the line. Now, I ain't saying there aren't funny women out there. Don't get me wrong. I know some funny women. Raina from CBC in the morning. I interviewed her a few years back. She's a lovely girl. Very generous with her time. And very funny. A stand-up, actually. Deborah Giovanni, I think her name was. She used to do uh, Much Music's video on trial. Extremely funny. I used to watch that show basically for her. Very, very funny. 
and my friend Amber, quite a funny girl. And that concludes my list of funny women. Sure, there's got to be more. I mean, there's like three billion people on this planet. The odds are there's at least one other funny woman I can add to that list. But it sure as hell isn't this good-looking, 20-something-year-old blonde chick. No way she's funny. There's just no freaking way. I didn't even watch it, but I can already tell you there's no way she's funny. There's no way that special was any good. Let's think about it. What could she possibly talk about that any of us could even remotely relate to? So, the other day, my adoring fans showed up to my sold-out show at Madison Square Garden. Ugh, it was unbelievable. I wasted so much time signing autographs and taking pictures. You know, making it isn't as great as everybody makes it appear to be. You have to deal with all these people's love and support. Get the hell off stage, lady! And as I said, I didn't listen to it. I don't know her. I don't even know her name. But I know her kind. This is clearly the case of a hot girl who has self-confidence because everybody in her life has kissed her ass. And when a guy hasn't, she's definitely probably slept with him just so he would like her. She got gamed, textbook gamed. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Guys will laugh at girls. Like, you know, this is a girl who has told jokes in the past and guys have just laughed. Even though the joke straight up sucked. Strictly because she's good looking and they were hoping to take her home. Or at least be in her good graces. You know what I'm talking about. So this girl probably has some daddy issues or whatever. Some rebellious tendencies to her. So she went into comedy because she wants to be different and unconventional. Because it's what her parents didn't want for her. And she got in. She wasn't funny. But somehow the doors just kept opening for her. Greater opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. I must be so funny. It's no. It's because comedy is changing and you're a good looking woman. That's why you have a Netflix special. Not because you're any good. And I don't know what you think about good Charlotte, but these guys are friggin' geniuses. Because I've referred to them quite a few times. The same song, the same line basically over and over again. But it's because they're so right. They said it best. Girls don't like boys. Girls like cars and money. Boys will laugh at girls when they're not funny. Case in point. And while we're on the topic of women comics, I don't know why, but I have only seen one or two women comics that are actually funny. Like nine times out of ten. When you see a woman comic come on stage, you know it's not going to be good. You know you're in for a lot of trying too hard, trying to be edgy, trying to be different type of jokes, trying to outdo the boys type of thing. And I don't quite understand why there's so many bad female comics. I mean, at this point in the game, to be fair, I don't give them a shot. I don't give, well, at least I don't give very many of them a shot. But the ones I have, have let me down. They've sucked. And my guess to why this is the case is because being a comic, being a comedian, that's a, that's a tough lifestyle. That's a, there's a lot of dark roads that if you don't navigate the right way, they eat you alive. Now, I don't know if I'm good enough to be a stand-up comic, but, you know, back when I was a golden boy, that was on the table. There was somebody who had connections who wanted to bring me into the business. I don't know how big the place they were, he wanted me to play, but it didn't sound like it was some grungy, you know, bar where nobody was going to listen. It sounded like it was actually a comedy club. But I'm like, no way. That's not my, that's not for me. You know, you get heckled and, you know, by drunks and such. Even if you're doing a good job, it's a tough lifestyle and there's, 
And as I said, there's a lot of, you know, going through the dive bars and stuff and shitty clubs and stuff. So for every, you know, one top dog who's, who, you know, who, who played the Apollo, there's like a million who played some bar I can't even name. So yeah, you got a bunch of guys who are treated poorly. So just imagine the women. So on top of, you know, being told you suck, you're not funny, all that stuff. Now they're getting sexist comments thrown at them, you know, being being catcalled and such. So I can only imagine how much tougher the road is, especially since it is a boys game. Let's not beat around the bush. It is absolutely a boys game dominated by men. So it must be a really tough gig for women to do it. And the ones who actually make it through, who has a thick enough of a skin to do it and makes it to the other side. And it isn't a recent thing for as long as I've remembered. People have tried to get women the same opportunities afforded to a man. So for the past like 20 some odd years, you know, you've got these comics, these women comics who make it through to the other side, who are in a position to, to get a big gig. But quite frankly, they're not actually up to snuff. The only reason they're in that position is because they had a thick skin or they're so messed up on the inside or have a chip on their shoulder and enough anger and venom to push them through to the other side. But doesn't mean they're necessarily the most talented or funniest. They're just there. They're in the right place, right time, right? And you got to just think about it strictly as a numbers game. It is a boys game. So let's say you have 100 dudes who regularly play at a club. And out of this 100, let's say 90% of them suck. Well, you still got 10 that are good. And women, you got, let's say you got 10. 10 of them that play that club regularly. And if 90% of them suck, well, then you only got one good comic. And then you think about it, sounds about right. There isn't, I forgot about Ellen. Ellen is freaking awesome and she does it clean. Because if you notice, a lot of women comics, as I said, they, they always try to outdo the boys. They try to be grosser than the boys. They try to do too much, basically. Listen, I love Gilbert Gottfried. And I watched recently one of his old bits where he where it's literally him trying to do the dirtiest joke ever. And it's a seven-minute video. Well, I think he's at some sort of juggalo uh, event. And he's telling this joke, and it is hard to listen to. Like, I'm sitting there. I probably made it through half of it. Then tried to find the punchline, but I'm pretty sure there wasn't a punchline. And that made me like Gilbert Gottfried a little less. And that's Gilbert Gottfried. So when you have some no-name, doesn't matter man or woman trying to do these gross-out things. I, You know, it's more, you know, the point I'm trying to make is when someone's trying to be extra gross, it really doesn't sit well, I think, not just with me, but a lot of people. So I think that plays a part in why I, I don't find a lot of women comic to be funny. But they don't all try to do the dirty thing. Like, you know that chick from The Office? Ellie Kemper, I think is her name? Yeah, she got her own Just for Laughs special. So I'm like, oh, you know, I liked her on the show. Let me give it a shot. And I got to tell you, there was not a single laugh to be had. She did a clean set. They're all clean jokes, if you can call them jokes. So I guess what I'm trying to say at the end of the day is women aren't funny. Why are you trying? No, I'm going to get burned at the cross for saying that. No, I guess what I'm trying to say is, listen, Netflix, don't ever send me another email saying that I might be interested in Chelsea Handler's new special, because no, no, I'm not. All right, that's it. That's episode 125 of the Kenny Ho Show. You might hear this on the night of Friday the 13th, so long as you didn't hear a chainsaw in the background, did you? Like, I'm not going to get killed, right? If I do, would you please write Tiffany Alvord for me and be like, 
he loved you and you hate him, I will dislike all your videos moving forward. But if not, you'll hear this at the latest Sunday. Again, if as long as I don't get murdered. But thank you for tuning in. You know I always appreciate it. And we'll talk again next week. Probably just for the one episode. But you never know. As I said, anything can happen at any moment of any day. Usually negative, so... If, you know, listening to my show is an unpleasant event for you, A, why are you doing it? But B, you'll probably get a second episode. But if you love it, just the one episode. All right, until then, take care of yourself. Tiffany Alvord, I hope you're listening, and I hope you're impressed. Toodles! Toodles!